upon further review. As the month of June starts to yield to July, and as Panther fans try to listen out for the distant drum of football practice, Coach Matt Rule addressed the media during a virtual press conference. To begin, does Coach Rule know of any positive COVID-19 tests on his team or on the staff? Um, you know, I'll, just to probably as a matter of function moving forward, I'll probably let Bruce and the PR team, you know, handle those things when they come out. Obviously, we're in a unique situation. We're not there yet. So, but I just think probably heading into it, you know, I'll, I'll let them handle those, you know, those confirmations or whatever, when, when we report and all that. So what takeaways is Coach Rule leaving the off season with? I think the biggest thing is that it's a team I like. I mean, um, you know, uh, they like to work. They're really competitive. You know, we, um, we ended with like a final exam type of a thing, which was, you know, not for anything other than just, you know, a kind of bragging rights. And I thought guys took it unbelievably seriously. And I think that's just kind of the way they've handled their business the whole time in a less than ideal situation. Um, it's a team that I like. It's a coaching staff that I like, I like the interaction. Um, and, uh, you know, we've done everything from mental health and wellness to, to um, special teams, <laughs> to guest speakers. And I feel, like, um, I feel like our guys have shown up every day and been really good about it. So I think that's a really big uh, takeaway, to be quite honest with you, is that, um, you know, when, when guys, when you have nice chemistry, when guys enjoy working together, and when there's a, a strong work ethic, um, you know, you've, you're started off in the right direction. Who scored the best on his football final exam? <laughs> I, uh, I probably sworn to secrecy on that, but I think we had a lot of guys who did really, really well. And, um, you know, it's a little different. It's different by position. So it's kind of hard to cross, um, you know, cross uh, reference people. But I think, the, you know, like I said, the biggest takeaway was that, 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 uh, that guys, um, A, they were competitive. You know, that, you, you can't make them take the test, right? It's all voluntary. And, you know, guys were really, you know, had a lot of fun with it. And um, it was really more like they were testing themselves, you know, challenging themselves. And so I thought that was great. And just the day, to, like I said, the day-to-day -day interaction, um, you know, to get on a, these calls and be on the calls for two hours a day. And then for the rookies, the rookies were on there for between three, you know, at least three and a half hours a day, if not longer, you know, sometimes up to five. Um, you know, I just felt really good about the demeanor of our guys. Up next, league guidelines for the start of training camp in Charlotte. Well, so, so right now there, we, there's no, um, you know, there's no further direction, right? So they gave us obviously the, um, the tier system and sort of the social distancing and the preliminary, um, the preliminary guidelines. Uh, we're preparing for, you know, the rookies to show up um, July 21st, you know, injured players and quarterbacks, I think it's the 23rd, and then obviously the veterans on the 28th. So we're, we're preparing for that. Um, but we know that we know that there'll be more, probably um, more guidelines, more protocols, more best practices as we move forward. You know, um, we have a, I think we have a tremendous team of people. You know, Eddie Levins, you know, leads that as our infection control officer, Sean Padden, um, Dr. Gritter, Dr. Connor. You know, there's just a, a, a Kent Johnson, our director of wellness, Kevin King, our trainer. Um, they, you know, they have a great team, I think, that has been looking for since the very beginning. You know, what are the cutting edge technologies? What are the things that are going to you know, make this as safe and as, as, as healthy a place as possible. Mark Hart being our COO is always thinking that way. So um, I think one of the things that I've taken away from, I'm not very involved in those things, but the times I've listened is like what's best practice now might not be that way in 30 days. And so it's an ever evolving group. That being said, I think when the time comes, whatever the, whatever the cutting edge technology, whatever the best practice is, whatever the safest ways that we can do things, um, they, uh, I'm sure that they'll do. 
Uh-oh, now the dreaded premise question where the premise may not be accurate. So here we go. Coach Rule was asked about an analytics narrative that theorizes quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is not a particularly accurate downfield thrower. So I haven't heard that narrative. I don't really listen, you know, hear those things. Um, uh, you know, Teddy for us is, you know, exactly, you know, what we want. Um, you know, I think the, this offense in general, you know, whether, when you look at it, it, it in New Orleans, that iteration of it where Joe first learned it, it's not necessarily a vertical down the field passing game as much as, um, as it is a, a, a catch and run underneath matchup type passing game. We obviously have the ability to throw the ball downfield. Teddy's got a great arm. I mean, I think I can remember him. I think it was Ted Ginn. He threw like a, what I would call like a launch route, like 48 yards down the right sideline last year, like to like the 12 yard line uh, against somebody. So he certainly has the arm strength to do it. But, you know, I think, um, you know, he, he's done what he's been asked to do. Um, you know, so I, I think, uh, I think you have to be really careful. I think, you know, analytics are always, you know, a piece of the puzzle, right? It's like, um, you know, Bill Gates once said information is the reduction of uncertainty. So it's more information but there's also, um, there's also, hey, what were you asked to do? You know, I think what you really have to do is go out and look at, um, you know, can a guy push the ball down the field? So, I, you know, to me, I'm always looking and saying, well, if, they, if he threw the ball 52 yards here, 60 yards here, not many guys can throw it further than 60 yards, but then he can do it. So um, I think one of the great things is one of the strengths of our team is that, you know, Robbie Anderson's a deep play threat. Curtis, Samuels is a, Curtis Samuel is a deep play threat. Um, DJ Moore is a deep play threat. So we feel like we have the, the power to be, you know, to be able to take advantage of throwing the ball down the field. And we know Teddy can do that. So um, I think when you look back at, and again, I haven't really studied those things. I've just kind of studied what I've studied. When you look back at those things, understanding what well, he was asked to do these things, but you see examples of, Hey, he can, he can get the ball here. He can get the ball there. Ooh, the questions get even trickier as the press conference goes on. Coach Rule asked to speculate on the viability of tackle football in the COVID-19 era. I think uh, we have the benefit of being in our stadium that we're playing in. And so a lot of people that have practice facilities are running, might, might run into more room, you know, more uh, space issues. But we have the ability to go up to the club level, three floors, you know, um, take uh, what we're meeting rooms, you know, and, and, and I'm not really super involved in that. Sean, those guys have been looking at like, hey, taking, you know, from the day it was kind of announced, hey, taking these meeting rooms, turning them into locker rooms, making the locker room really that entire floor, moving our meeting rooms up to the second floor, you know, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, like you said, whatever, whatever it takes, like I've learned now over the last couple of months that I can meet really well um, virtually, right? So if, if that means guys practice and then they go home and we meet virtually and we'll, we'll do that, like, um, team meetings, if team meetings have to be broadcast to all the different position rooms, we're going to do that. But I do think a real benefit to us is being in the stadium and uh, Mr. Tepper and, and, and Mark Hart and um, Eddie Levins have been great from day one saying, hey, whatever space we need to, to make sure that we're safe and healthy, then we're going to take advantage of those things. So in terms of the other parts of that, that were like the, t you know, the checking in and the monitoring, um, one of the great things about having Dr. Gritter, um, I don't know if you guys have gotten to know her, but like she's She's one of like she's one of the star, you know, like you come to a place and you meet a lot of great people and uh, she's absolutely fantastic. And she's always on the cutting edge of research and best practices. And so um, she would she's informing us of, hey, this is the best way to do this anyway. So I think we've been kind of doing those things. A lot of the, you know, the temperature checks and all the different things. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, we, we know that we know that as we get closer to the season, there's probably going to be some different protocols. So I think Eddie and his team are always looking at, hey, what's next? Um, 
So I think that, I think those are things. And the other last part is the tier system, you know, Hey, this many people, this many people, you know, at practice, this many people around the players and, you know, um, it, it cuts out a little bit of, you know, you don't want to cut out some of the interns and the people who are getting great uh, opportunities by coming to work in a training camp. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, they can have practice. I don't have to be at practice, right? As long as there's players. I mean, what we need is players at practice. Like I can, I can watch from the computer and, and yell from my office if I have to, you know, as long as the players are at practice, that's what matters. And so I think, um, I think uh, we'll, we'll make whatever changes we need to make, but I think we're thinking about those things ahead of time and just waiting for, Hey, what are the final protocols and the final sort of dates? How difficult will install be because of the isolation measures in place? It's a great question. I think it's just a little bit different, right? I think um, because, you know, I think there, the, there's benefits there. You know, there's the, every development has two sides. There's positive and negatives, right? Like the negative obviously is we did not, we did not like actually get in and start doing things like start throwing the ball. So we have a lot of stuff in, but are we good at it? Is it what we're actually going to move towards? You know, there's some, there's some, um, there's some natural you know, gravitation in one way or other when you see what guys' strengths are. So um, we might get to training camp and say, hey, we want to push more in this direction of the offense, push, push more in this direction of the defense as we get to know our people. So we could be behind in that regard. I think the one thing that we did was we spent a lot more in depth. You know, typically coaches like, you know, they install, but they, they're, they're, when you're practicing in OTAs, like they're trying to get to the practice, right? And like guys are out of practice. Well, we couldn't do that. So we really had to get into the, the why. We really had to get into the deep down fundamental reasons why. And I, you know, hadn't worked with Joe Brady before, but one thing about Joe, he's very much like Phil, you know, they believe in kind of teaching from the ground up, like teaching the why, teaching the other side of the ball. Um, so I would say we're maybe a little bit behind in terms of, hey, I don't know what our strengths are. And when you get it, you know, offensive defense isn't just your system, it's your strengths. Um, but I do feel like we're way more advanced in terms of understanding like the total system and the why. And there's a lot more we need to do during training camp, but I said to one of the players the other day, I said, you know, there's plenty of time in training camp. You know, we'll, we'll have, we'll have time and, you know, we'll be a team that, you know, we'll, we'll try to get better as the season goes on, you know, and just keep getting better and better and better at those core things that we do. Now a shift to social issues. Would Matt Rule consider taking a knee during the national anthem in support of some players? I would consider, first of all, I would consider anything. Um, you know what I mean? As, as we move forward, I think, um, uh, hey, I'm you know supportive uh, of of the cause. I'm supportive of the movement. I'm supportive of social justice. Um, uh, you know, I think for me, like I think every every person, whether coach, player, everyone, that'll be a very personal decision for each person. Um, I think it has to be made at the right time for the right reasons for everybody. And uh, so I'll support my players with whatever they do. And then you know, when the time comes, I'll uh, you know, I'll really you know think you know deeply about hey, what, what's the best thing for me? What's the best way that I can show my support? But I make no mistake. I'm definitely supportive. And, um, you know, I think a lot of this, you know, it's come from the players. So I'll, I'll sort of uh, wait and, and sort of see, you know, what direction they're leaning. And then, um, then you know, I, like everyone else, kind of make my decisions. Any injury updates? Kicker Graham Gano and defensive lineman Kwan Short specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both, uh, they're, they're both re re really, you know, uh, making good progress. Um, I think they're both trending towards, you know, um, being healthy and being ready. Um, obviously without having OTAs, I didn't get it. I haven't had a chance really, you know, like to see they're, they're working with our people, but, um, but all the reports have been that they are, that they are both working really hard and making a lot of progress. So I think we feel really good about that. This press conference has a little bit of everything. Now, Joe person of the athletic wonders, what experiences coach rule will draw from in building up downtrodden college programs at temple and Baylor. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, I think the, the the takeaways, Joe, that I had from those two places were number one, um, you know, get the right people on the field. You know, find the winners and get them on the field. That's an old Bear Bryant, Vince Lombardi thing, right? So, um, you know, I think we've tried to do that in free agency. We've tried to do that in the draft. You know, I mean, so they might be young. They, you know, uh, they might they might not be a hundred percent ready yet. They might be growing into something, but it's about finding the right people that, that are going to do things you know, the way you want them done and, 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 and who believe in the same things you believe in, you know, the days of coaching and telling people what to do are over. You know what I mean? Like it's about, um, it's about finding people who share the same vision as you and then, you know, letting them go do their thing. So I, that was the biggest takeaway that I had. And then it was, um, it was, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but it was like, don't, don't, cut corners to win right i'm saying like now we want to win like we want to win in everything but it's like build build this thing the right way right like don't so in free agency i thought marty was disciplined right we didn't like when we didn't want to go overspend for, on somebody who wouldn't be on the team in two years you know we tried to build it the right way and the draft you know we didn't reach we just we sat there and said hey who the who which players are going to be great this year and then in two years and then three years um but I'm a way better coach as a result of those, you know, not many guys have a chance to say they're still a head coach, certainly not an NFL head coach after having a one and 11 and a two and 10 season, usually like you're a former coach. Right. And so I've been able to get through both of those years and still be employed. And I always felt like our best coaching, our best teaching, our best seasons were in those years. So like I've tried to take this off season and have the same approach of, right. Cause when you're losing, what, what can you do other than, you know, try to find the positives, try to find the places you're getting better, be honest about the negatives and then teach, right? Just, Hey, we lost, but here's what we can do better. So we've tried to take this off season, which turned into a crazy season, you know, and just say, Hey, let's teach, let's teach, let's teach, let's teach. And um, that's why I start off by saying, I really liked our team. I, I like the players. I like the way that they work. I like the way that they interact. I, li I like, I, this is a team that I can sit that you, you know, someone asked me before, who are the best, some of the best, uh, guest speakers this year. Some of the best speakers this year were like Russell Okun. <laughs> uh, uh, it was, you know, asking a question and Christian McCaffrey giving an answer or Teddy giving an answer. It was, you know, Trey talking. It, it, it was it was veteran players on our team talking. So um, I think we've done all the things that I learned in those other two stops. Rules impressions of young offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Well, I mean, the reality is, is that, and I say this because, because Joe's become a very, very close with me. Like I'll have no idea really about Joe Brady till we get to the season. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like um, you, you really can't find out about what it's like to coach with a guy until things go bad. <laughs> you know what I mean, like when they're, you know, when you're getting booed off a field and you're having, you know, all heck is breaking loose. That's when you find, that's when you really find out about people, right? Like everyone gets along in the off season. Everyone loves everyone in OTAs. It's, you find out about your locker room. You find out about your coaches. You find out about yourself when things go wrong, right? So I, I firmly believe that. That said, I've been – I could be nothing but impressed with uh, Joe Brady. For being such a young guy, um, he is a football grinder. You know, a lot of guys, like, they're just like – you know, they, they have a system and they're so smart. Joe's a grinder. Like, he's constantly working on football. And I think the players – recognize that the players always know who really works and who doesn't right and they were they were we asked them to work so they want to they want to play for people who work and then I think you take him and and and, and you add in Jake Peets as the quarterback coach who's another grinder and then Pat Meyer who I hadn't worked with before as the O-line coach who who's just all football and, and you start having the staff of guys on offense who just who love the game Brian Angelico and then Frizz Jackson and Jeff Nixon came with me 
So um, I think it's a really good offensive staff. And I think the biggest thing that I liked about Joe, the reason why I wanted to hire Joe was, you know, at LSU, he ran a version of the Saints system. You know, as a college coach, I, I study NFL tape all the time. And obviously them being in the NFC South, but I have so much respect for Sean Payton, their system, their ability to consistently execute and play at the highest of levels. Um, and so you see Joe with his own take, but on something that's really strong fundamentally and sound fundamentally. And so I liked, I've liked everything that we've done, but most importantly, I've liked our coaching staff. And then I, I really like Joe as a guy, the way that he works. Um, you know, if you find guys who will work hard, who are good people, you always have a chance. Next to the defensive side of the ball and a question about rookie safety, Jeremy Chin and how he might be used. I think you see, you see a whole, you know, a lot of people in the NFL call it like a Buffalo nickel. They see, you know, a big, a big safety slash nickel player that can go out there. Um, I think when you've been in the NFL for a long time, there's this concept of like, hey, we play base and then we sub to like Buffalo nickel and then down to nickel and to dime. I think when you're kind of like me coming in from the outside, you're like, well, you're playing what you call sub. You know, you're saying you're substituting in 70% of the time. Isn't that really the base? <laughs> and why don't you work backwards? You know, the I formation power sets really aren't prevalent in the NFL as much. So I'm, I look at it a little bit more the other way, like that nickel slash nickel linebacker is really a starter and, you know, working back. So that's kind of my mindset. Um, so, uh, but that being said, even when I was at the Giants, you know, we, we played like a three safety package. We played it with uh, Will Hill and, and a bunch of other really good players. So I've, I've you know, seen it done. And I think you certainly see a lot of teams in the NFL doing it. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I talked about us maybe not being behind, but being different. Like had we had Jeremy in OTAs, had we had him in like rookie minicamp, we could really say, hey, here's really his skill set. Like the last time I saw him run was the combine and the senior bowl. So I think what, to be quite honest, I think like our coaches are gonna have to do a great job in training camp of, um, you know, like there's kind of this old NFL adage of like, hey, get in there, install like your based offense, you know, the way it was installed 20 years ago, and then evolve into what you're really going to do. We're going to have to go in there very targeted about, hey, this is what we're going to do, because we're going to have to adjust from that, right? So um, we're going to have to adjust to, hey, this is this guy's strength, that guy's strength. So um, so I've seen, I've seen it done, but I also think we looked at him and said, hey, this is exactly the type of versatile hybrid player that's starting to emerge in the NFL, and we think he can be a special one. Listen to this. This is good information. Quarterback Teddy Bridgewater as a leader. Maybe he doesn't necessarily love the virtual stuff. Like, you know, he's kind of one of those guys, like, one of the things I loved about him was just watching him. Like, he's the guy that rides the bike to work and, you know, stops and talks to everybody. He's in the locker room. Like, he's that guy, right? And I think, um, I think uh, you know, having it be virtual, like, I, I don't know if he loved that. You, you know, you probably have to ask him, but I, I would guess he probably didn't necessarily love that. Um, but, you know, what I'll say is you see really quickly that he is – He's really, really intelligent in two ways. A, football. Like, I listen to him in meetings where he's – because we have meetings where, like, he'll run the meeting and he'll run the bus protection meeting. And the level of, like, not even detail, but, like, understanding and reasoning behind it is so high that, like, when I remember I was with Eli Manning, I used to sit there and listen to everything he would say because he was so intelligent. And you know what? We're coaches. We think we know it, but we don't have to stand back there and get hit. So he has a different set of reasoning than we have. And to hear Teddy, it reminded me of that. It's like it punches you in the face with, wow, that's, that, that's really, really, really intelligent. You can see how all of a sudden people just stop and kind of listen to him. And I, I think the second thing is, is that I think he's great at reading people. Like I, I think he's, you know, he, he's doing a great job of figuring out, hey, who on this team can I trust? Who on this you know, coaching staff can I trust? And um, 
you know, I, uh, my interactions with him have been awesome. I think he's, um, I think he's, you know, he's going to be a guy that, that our team goes to, goes to, you know, battle for. And lastly, a season, but without fans, how would that feel to coach rule? You know, I started my career off at, and I played at Penn state as a, you know, I walked on at Penn state, but I played at Penn state and then coached at Albright college, you know, in front of, you know, 500 fans. There was, there were games at Temple in the early years when we were turning around under Al Golden where we coached in front of, you know, a quarter full, you know, Lincoln Financial Field. Um, you know, I think the one thing, you know, all great teams, I learned this from Andy Reid years ago, all the great teams create their own energy. So I think that, that that comes from our team. It obviously would be different, right? I mean, but um, but at the same time, you know, like I think when you have the right chemistry on your team when you have the right guys on your team when you have the right sideline you know when you have the right other people on the sideline like you know a lot of times in football there's a lot of other people on the sideline worried about a lot of other things other than what's happening on the field when you have the right sort of chemistry I think you have a sideline that can create energy and, and have a really positive impact so um, I don't know I, I guess for me like I, I you know obviously I, I want our I care about our fans I want our fans to be there but but if not um I think our players, our, our players, and the people on our team will just have to, you know, pick it up and and uh, carry the torch and, and bring as much energy to home games, and then certainly the same thing that we do when we're on the road. You know, just to bring, just bring just as much energy to uh, the road games as well. That's your Matt Rule late June press conference thumbnail. I'm Mick Mixon on the Carolina Panthers Podcast Network. <laughs>